Hi, this is Brian Kralowitz, and you're tuning in for the University Counseling Services podcast. Um, we are kind of the, the second part of this. I'm joined here with Eric Nielsen, and uh, we are talking about relationships. Uh, the prior conversation that we had was about kind of the newer part of a relationship, kind of the first, we were kind of roughly estimating it being the first six months, three yeah. months part of it. And this is the conversation that kind of talks about um, beyond, beyond the, 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 the kind of running the marathon, no more sprinting kind of qualities, but you're yeah. kind of looking at longer term. We're kind of phasing this around it. If you're tuning at different points, this is right before Valentine's. Valentine's Day, so that kind yeah. of inspired us for this theme. So we are just going to talk a little bit about the complexities of a long-term relationship, especially in the college environment, and that kind of goes along with that. And I think any times, even if it's not a long-term, it's we're getting somewhat closer to summer break, which yeah. makes all relationships a little more complicated because it's like, well, how are we going to be apart for months on end? Mm-hmm. So we talked last time about kind of the newness of it, where now we're talking about Kind of the the process of maintaining a healthy, good relationship that that you know you know the romance of the situation goes away. Yeah. You know there you know it's like oh this is our first Valentine's. When it's your third Valentine, <laughs> it doesn't have the same allure. Right. Um, you know it's like oh it's the first time I went to your home. Now it's the fifth time they're coming to your mm-hmm. home. How does this how does this work? I mean, what are the things that you've seen? What are the things that you've experienced personally that just make this possible where people don't go? You know, I, I was thinking. You know, I was reminding myself. Every movie is based. Almost every romantic movie is based on the first ten days of a relationship. <laughs> yeah. This is the part of the movies that no one puts movies about because it's kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. do you want pasta tonight or do you want chicken? <laughs> Chicken's good. All right. I mean, <laughs> um, one of the things that I've noticed is um, people just get kind of familiar with each other, and I hate to put it this way, but it just kind of becomes a repetitive daily process yeah. to where you're functioning with each other in in your own lives and you're living I don't want to necessarily necessarily say for each other at yes. this point but you have definitely grown much closer together than within the first like 60 days 90 days whatever is gone in so far in the process so it's you're getting accustomed to living this way um you might be even changing your whole lifestyles and your daily rituals um you do things to please the other person that you go outside of yeah. what you normally do yep. and they hopefully do the same thing for you and a big thing i've noticed is just people kind of lose their own identities and become two people become i, I always one. use the analogy when i say people is that you know relationships are is basically having two eyes and one we and i think when yeah. you get to this point the two eyes well, they, stay... actually, they actually make those now Oh, two really? eyes and one Wii. Oh, well, see, I, I, I've been using that it's, line It's forever. actually made by Nintendo. The, wow, that's awesome. I know, right? Um, <laughs> um, but, but the... Uh, stop. I'm, we're in a podcast. <laughs> um, but the whole idea is that we, you get to a point where the, this is where the we part of it is very integrated, where there is no... When, you're, when your family invites you home, they're inviting them home. There's not this mm-hmm. bizarre invitation. You hit upon something really important of that. In the beginning of the relationship is a lot of like the huge events like the newness of yeah. everything it's always i i i well, well, or, or just, it's just everything's like oh this is the first time we've seen this movie yeah. at, you know, at some point it becomes like you mentioned the routine occurs yeah where, where little things the power of it isn't that new things don't happen but they're subtly new they're mm. not major new it's not like mm. oh this is like you know the first time i've gone and done this with them now it's like this one's we did this one a little bit differently than the last time we did it. So yeah. part of this is, is just looking at relationships have to be seen as that you can't look at everything has to be novel, new, exciting, mm-hmm. world changing. And now it gets to a point of 
routine. It gets the point yeah. of that predictability. It gets the point of um, you know where where you have a sense of what is taking place. And I know someone mentioned this to me a while Hopefully back. Not monotony. <laughs> And, but the best thing is, I remember this is from a coaching thing I learned a long time ago. I think it really applies to relationships. Is that, you know, you know, novelty is doing the same thing over and over, but slightly different. Yeah. And the monotony is it's the same thing over and over. There's no difference. There's no mm. change of what it is. I think when you look at long-term relationships, it's always looking for a very small little take on this. I mean, we just got done with the Super Bowl yesterday. It's the same football game. If you watched, you go yeah. to a junior high football game. There's nothing that different about it. It's it's the subtle newness. It plays yeah. always start the same way. How you play it and all those things. Relationships are the same way. How do you do it? Just slightly different. Where it is, you want enough predictability, but you want enough excitement. Right. I mean, the beginning relationship like excitement's like whoa, this is wholly new. After a period of time, it just becomes. You know, you don't want boredom. Right. But, but that's, that's the whole point of a long-term relationship is yeah. how do you not get bored, but... But after so long, it I guess it becomes like tolerance because you can tolerate what's going on. You know better times will come, and you just stick with it until then. And people stay with each other for years and years on end yeah. because they both know things will get better <laughs> along the road if they just focus on what's going on right now, fix the problems, move on, and... Well, it was a bigger investment into it because, right. you know, if you're dating someone for two weeks and you break up, it's not a big deal. Yeah. If you date someone for two years, it's a lot more questions. Right. You know, there's a lot more, you know, that there's a point where you're committing to this and you're looking at kind of a longer-term style. So, I mean, part of the things that, that people look for in a relationship is predictability, but mm-hmm. not in a negative sense, not in the right. whole, like, yeah. you know, oh, God, they're going to have spaghetti dinner tonight at <laughs> 5.30. You know, but what they want is something that, that's reliable, that goes through this. But at the same time, they want something that does something a little bit different, a little bit more spectacular, a um, little bit things here and there. Not to try to top it every time because you'll, you'll die a long death trying right. to top Like, I'm going to be more romantic this year than last <sighs> year. It's, at some point, you reach a plateau yeah. of that. Um, but I think you're looking for something that's compatibility. Now, now I mean, lots of these people go to a point, now you're not just dating someone. They become really your friend. And so there are a point where you really have to enjoy being around somebody if mm-hmm. it's the same stuff. It's not like, you know, hey, we're going to Disneyland today. Yeah. It's something that's now it's very, this person is a person you want to share your life with. You want to tell them the subtle little differences, keep them up to date with what's taking place. Yeah, my theory is that there isn't just one right person for the other per- for someone no. else. Because if someone is willing to make the changes and do what they have to do to make the other person happy that that can be a huge spectrum of people and it's not yep. just limited to one singular person it can be there's seven billion people exactly. on earth the odds are you'd find that person in the first exactly. place is astronomical yeah it's most likely not going to happen and yep. have you ever noticed anything like that to where people are just completely a, a relationship has just been you know shattered because some re- realization like that to where oh i could be happier but i'm not sure if it would make me that way. I think people have it. After a certain point, I mean, there's the newness of relationship. Then you get this other part where you start going, is this person as good as I... Can I be better off with somebody different? I think there's always that trade-up idea mm-hmm. that occurs with both males and females. Is this the right person for me for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. I mean, once you hit that year point in a relationship, I think you start having that, especially if you're at you know, college age, you're like, are we together really? Or what is going <laughs> on here? So I think people always have that. Is there something better out there? Or those trade-up moments? Or is there the perfect person? person out there for me because right. just as much as that we get to love somebody after a period of time you also start realizing their complete faults 
You know, you realize going, this is not, they're not going to be good at this. My wife knows that if you wanted someone to be incredibly organized and keep the house neat, I- I'm not it. I mean, she should know after, you know, 20 plus years of us being together, I'm not going to suddenly surprise her with this trait and characteristic. And that she must at some point, like, why am I stuck with him? I mean, I'm sure she does. And I'm, trying, I'm saying things negative about myself so that way I don't get in trouble later. Um, but, but that's a spot where when you get with somebody, you start realizing that there's characteristics you don't have in the person you want. Because one person cannot fulfill everything that you could ever imagine right. that you'd want in a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're going to want other connections or other people to, to do different things. Some people can find that relationship, but it's really much more rare than it is yeah. common. So I think part of this is that, that willing to accept the faults of somebody else. I think it's the idea that, I want to say settling, but you start going, you know, this is, you know, if you're looking for 100% hoping, the perfect person ever in your entire life, you start going, you know what, I'm getting 95% of what I want. Yeah. And I'm not, that's not maybe settling, but it's reality. I mean, no relationship works without some compromise of saying, you don't have this part of it, but I can live with this kind of component. Yeah, there's a saying that I've heard, um, we're never meant to be with our soulmates, the person that's truly perfect for us. And, you know, I, I 100% believe that I because... I don't think there is someone that is 100% perfect for anyone else. Yeah. I mean, everyone's different. It's You just have to deal with things, and it's a part of growing up is dealing with differences and coping with the people around you and making your life better. And I, I do a joke with people all the time. I say, you know, I barely get along with myself. Why would I get along with somebody else? <laughs> and so the idea of finding someone that's like they they complete me kind of concept and everything is right there and everything's going to work out beautifully, I hope if someone finds this person – Fantastic! Congratulations, yeah. but most time it's like it's a stru- it's are. it's a struggle being our own selves. It's a struggle yeah. being okay with what we think. Why would someone else that doesn't have a different opinion of us or sees the world slightly different that we would not have some conflict or the way they you know they cut their bread the wrong way? They they put this. They I mean there's the subtleties that drive us nuts. And how do we allow for those things and and not become so bothered by what they are? I mean, um, I. I- I personally think it goes back to the point of things, you know things will get better, or you'll learn how to deal with something. You, I mean, you can see beyond yeah. the faults, and, you know, I've, another corny phrase I've heard is, accept people for their faults instead of what they do right, yeah. because faults will make people special. And if they do something different or wrong, that makes them different than everyone else, I and mean, it it sets them aside and maybe even sets them on a pedestal that they do this this way and everyone else does it the same way. And that could be the perfect quality for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, and I think I have a a couple of friends that have uh, lost their, their spouse and or significant other, you know, for a variety of issues. But I mean, in terms of usually it's, you know, the death of them. And the one thing that always remind, remind me of is that what, what they, tr- what they tend to miss is much more of what, what drove them nuts. Mm. You know, the part where they did this and they drove them nuts. And now that they're gone, they really miss, yeah. they miss like being annoyed by that factor. You don't much miss as, something until it's gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, the wonderful natures of them, they, they understood, but they, the parts they were always stunned by that I was, that yeah. they reported back to me was just, <laughs> I hated when they did this and I would kill for them to be back doing that yeah. again. Cause that's what drove them nuts, but that's what made them unique and special mm. kind of qualities. By the way, we're not abdicating that. No, no, if, no. If you have something this that's where, been going on for this long to see the faults in itself. Suddenly, and break up with your significant other. And I think we're referring much more to the idea that just that it's it's the nuances, it's the quirks of somebody. Right. It's not the well. This is when they hit me, or you know, that's not, <laughs> not what we're getting. Much more of the faults are 
you know, things that if you broke up with them, you'd be embarrassed to tell people you broke up them over yeah. this. It's much more of your, it's kind of these, oh, I hate when they, uh, they always say that word when they say that, you know, oh, it drives me nuts type of thing. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, but a part of this is that you have to look at, in the beginning of a relationship, there's like, everything is about, I, I want to spend all the time in the world with them. And as you get longer in a relationship, and everybody's different with this, but you look at much more marathon, you're going to be with them for a long time. You know, you, the connection is there, the overwhel- you know, the overwhelming intertwining of the relationship becomes a different factor. And I think, especially on the college level, people start talking about the M word. In terms of long relationship, are we looking at getting married? Yeah. Are we looking get you know, are we what what is where's this going kind of thing? And if it's not married, it could be with you know different things, some you know, because you know, we don't have laws that allow for homosexual heter you know, or or uh, lesbian couples to to marry, but the long term like we're gonna be committed to each other, even if it's not by marriage But bounds. Y- you know, then again, marriage is just a piece of paper. It is. I mean, I mean you, you, know, you can still have the feelings and Oh, absolutely. W- without that piece of paper or legal yeah. document it doesn't really make much of a difference in weird ways it does but it, I agree. Well, the, the, yeah. the spirit of it is yeah, exactly it, that that's yeah, but, but I, whoever it is in terms of, i don't want to be i don't want to be kind of just towards home or heterosexuals in terms of this but for anybody that's committed to a relationship that's for a long term i mean you you get to these weird points of what does this mean and there's this yeah. sense of do we want to be together for, I mean, forever especially when you're 20 22 years old mm-hmm. and you're going i'm probably gonna live till i'm 80 <laughs> 60 years, you know, and then it, it, it does raise the bizarre questions. Is this who I want to be with? And that, that's a very natural part of the relationship to go through this. And I think, you know, when, when couples go through a process, and one of the things that people isn't talked about that much is that most people that are together for a long period of time at some point in time go through breakups or arguments. Yeah. And there's a normality to this. And I think one of the things I, was, I, I love about this kind of little research I kind of read about was Couples argue, where couples get bad is when they argue and it becomes very personal. Mm-hmm. When it's like, you know, if I go, Eric, I don't like the way you do this. I disagree with how you're doing this. That's a good argument. When yeah. it comes into, Eric, you're a jerk. Then it becomes very personal. And so I think yeah. the notice to look for in, in terms of couples of how to, when you're together for a long time, you're not going to agree how to argue on a level that you always remind that yourself that you are arguing with a person you happen to love, yeah. that you want to be with as a major part of your life. And so the idea of getting na- really just vicious with them mm-hmm. never pays off. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of times people... And you're not an idiot. Yeah. Thank you. And a lot of times people don't take the quality of sorry into account like if someone truly feels is repentant about something they said just give them give them acknowledgement and know that you know that feeling is felt both ways because if someone thinks that sorry is sarcastic then things could end out completely different and you don't want that to happen so just be you know be kind of esteem with yourself and your apologies. Yeah, I, I mean, not that you. If a person's apologizing the twentieth time for the yeah. same thing, that's sorry. Go it can away. Back its luster, but but I, but I always remind people. You know, it's and I always tell people this: don't buy people flowers or candy or something nice. Just say, "I'm really sorry. I screwed up." Only I mean, enemies leave roses. Yeah, I mean, that's where it's like like this gets you a get out of jail free card. It is not. That is not a good thing to do. You really mm-hmm. want to have a relationship where it is very much based on that people yeah. are truly coming together, trying to, to resolve this, and not a level of where it's like, I'll buy you something to yeah. get out of this. There's a lot of comedy based on movies yeah. and yeah. television about that. You, you don't need material garbage to say you're sorry. You just need yourself and your own feelings and what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it, you know, 
chocolate's always nice for everybody, but it, but, <laughs> but only use it when you're in the doghouse kind exactly. of concept or whoever it is, or doing a person a favor. I'll clean their house for them because I'm really sorry. Yeah. Talk about this and be open about it, and, and have the other person say, I, you know, and sorry is not something they said sorry, so now I must accept it. That's mm-hmm. it. Sounds yeah. Very I mean, it, you don't have to accept it immediately, but that but feeling it, is still there. And it, and you go through it, and not to you know, and I think other part for long term relationships, we're kind of closing in on time here, is, is to how to let go of past issues. I mean. Things will go wrong in a relationship, and there has to be, you know, I always tell people, if you, I don't know why I'm putting you in a criminal vein <laughs> here, but if you end up, like, uh, stealing from somebody, you would you would pay a certain amount of crime with society, and then at some point, society would say, you are, you've given your punishment, we allow you to go on. In relationships, I, too many times people say, well, 12 years ago, it's like, 12 years ago? Really? Really? Are we, really? Is <laughs> I that didn't know we're living in 12 years ago. Well, I, I was like, wow, we're, you know, that, you know, or is like, you know, remember six months ago you said this, and it's like I haven't said it since. Why are we drudging yeah. up this? And I think the the, ar- the key of arguing is wherever you argue, argue in the present. Don't argue in the future. Don't argue in the past. Argue about this is what's going on right now. You can always attribute it saying you said this before. I'm focusing on this one right now, uh-huh. but not like you said this because it you know past always wins. Remember when you did this to me a year ago, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. We just started dating for the first week. Then I didn't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all I that other you stuff. You dressed me up in a dog suit. And you made me sweat. Whatever it might be, exactly. <laughs> Not like that would ever happen. No. Um, Just random. <laughs> we're really loose today. It must be the snow. Yeah. Um, but that. I mean, we have, we can probably again, like we talked about last time, we can probably go over relationships. Because relationships are so complicated. But we're coming to the Valentine's Day. Do something nice for somebody, but don't look at every day as Valentine's Day. But look at every day as a good day where you treat someone really decently. Um, relationships are hard. They they require a lot of work every day. Um, you know, but at the same time, if you get with the right person, it's the person you care about. It's really easy to put the work into it. Yeah. And it's like being in a class. If it's a class you like and you enjoy, it's really easy to do well in the class because you want to read about it and you want to be a part of it. If it's a class you dread and it's hard to do, then I don't care how many flowers or roses you get. It becomes yeah. very challenging. A finishing thought. For Valentine's Day, you don't have to love a singular person. Love everyone. You don't have to be happy about it, though. I was about to say, but yeah. but, but in yeah. terms of you know relationships, exactly. make sure you just love the one you love. Exactly, love somebody. <laughs> love somebody. I mean, because love is. I mean, it's one of those things. Relationships are truly what makes people at times happy. We've talked before about other issues, and we kind of hear about depression and things mm-hmm. like that. That being in a good, healthier relationship where you feel like no one, someone really cares for you and is going to be there for you, really isn't. It isn't the cure for all ills, but it really is it a oh, it's a massive you know element that really makes a big difference. So, you know. Relationships, while they're a challenging, difficult, painful thing at times, yeah. the alternative they're is worth worse. It in the, long run. the alternative is worse. So, again, this is Brian Kralitz and Eric Nielsen, and we are here doing podcasts on a weekly basis for University Counseling Services. If you have any questions about our office, give us a call at 660-785-4014. You can email us at ucs at truman.edu, but also feel free to check us out on Facebook. We're under Truman Counseling. Um, and also on the web at ucs.truman.edu. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting installment of our podcast series. Thanks.